0: Are you looking to pursue excellence and take your success to the next level? You're in the right place. Welcome to Excellence Mindset with your host, Brian James Miller. What up, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to share with you a couple of things that I've been working on and I'm really excited about. You may or may not have heard that, you know, I launched the foundations community as a way to draw people in, gather people together in support of and collaboration around people, discovering who they are and living the very best version of that person. That's what it means for me to live authentically, something that I regularly preach, and I really want to. To help other people with. So that's something that you can opt into as well. If you want to text 714-202-9402, text that number and just put the word foundations with an S at the end, 714-202-9402, text the word foundations, and I'll start to update you on some things that are coming up here over the next couple of months. Really exciting stuff. And by the way, if you opt into that community before Friday, July 10th, I'm going to be giving away a lot of Be Authentic uh, swag that I have hats, shirts, stickers, and even some of my favorite books. Uh, those, Though those aren't mine, uh, they're just some things that have influenced me to live the life that I'm living. And I want to share and encourage other people with that same material. So make sure you opt in before Friday, July 10th. Uh, that'll be a day after this podcast goes live. Today's episode of the podcast is another one of my authentic conversations. I went out to my social network, to my communities, and asked questions of them. What did they want to hear? What were some of the topics they want addressed? And we talked about habits and disciplines that really have produced great fruit in my life. That was a mind-blowing one for me. Obstacles that I'm still seeing around COVID-19 and how to respond, sales, marketing, even how you continue to pursue personal growth while living with an addictive spouse. That was a just a crazy question thrown at me. I did my best to answer that. Anyway, so I hope you enjoy this episode of the podcast. If you love it, make sure to leave a positive review out on uh, Apple Podcast. I'd really, really appreciate it. You can also send me any kind of feedback you want. And again, text 714-202-9402. Talk to you soon. So, I wanted to dig right into uh, the questions that I got today. So I went out to uh, to you folks that registered, asked you for questions. Uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, ask some questions there as well, and I got some wonderful questions. Um, a couple of uh, Really good. I feel like just knock them out of the park questions. And there were a couple that were Extremely challenging that I'm a little bit afraid to answer Uh, But I'm gonna give it my best shot some just some really really deep stuff so, uh, let me kick it right off uh, and and just dig right in so um uh, the first question or one of the first questions questions i got and i i get these ones a lot is around um what are my favorite podcasts what podcasts am i listening to what books am i reading and uh, that's probably because you know we're we're always all looking to grow personally and professionally and so uh that's always a great question you know just just striving to uh to to learn and to grow and to develop so First up, uh, I, I will share that um, and, you know, we're open and honest, authentic conversations. So books that I'm reading, I, I will admit that this is an area that I have really been struggling in. Um, I was in a really good rhythm and a really good routine of uh, getting up at five o'clock in the morning, doing some reading before I got to the gym and and then I would head out to the gym at six o'clock and, So I was able to pick up 15 to 20 minutes a day of reading uh, pretty reasonably. And uh, going into quarantine, which changed my gym schedule because I just can't work out at six anymore, I was finding it harder and harder to get into the rhythm of reading. And so I still get up in the morning, still read my Bible first, reading some current events. uh, I read the morning brew every morning. Great email newsletter comes up with quick current events, financial information, just quick hits for me but my, my book reading has really struggled to the point where, man, I, I don't think that I've actually read consistently this whole time. I'll read a day, I'll struggle for a few. I'll read a day, I'll struggle for a few. Uh, so uh, that, all that said, I've just about finished up with Infinite Game by Simon Sinek, and I feel like it's taken me an infinite amount of time to read that book. It is an amazing book. Uh, about um uh, this infinite mindset uh uh, looking long term not playing the short-term game uh, of uh, just going for the finish line so highly recommend it cannot recommend it enough Um, i just started listening to a book this morning and let me tell you i forgot what the heck it is um but um it it's written by uh, michael jordan's um previous Uh, Athletic trainer great book. So uh, if it comes to mind along the way, uh, I'll think about that I've got some other books that are lined up Um, uh, I guess the other thing too is Is I'm writing a book right now and that is a Massive undertaking for me. And so while I am trying to form my thoughts um, um, My original thoughts i'm trying not to let too much other information influence that once i get my first draft done which i'm targeting the next two weeks to do got about twenty thousand words to go which we'll see if that happens then i'm going to go back through and reread a lot of stuff that supports uh, what what i've i've been thinking and reflecting on uh, to help kind of insert some more context into that so i'll probably start picking up a lot of reading but more in bite-sized bits along the way um as it relates to podcasts uh i am quite biased of my own uh, i do listen back um uh, n- uh, not to hear myself because i actually don't love listening to myself talk uh, but I, I i do love going back and listening to my guests because when i'm in the moment of conversation uh, with them it's really hard for me to to retain a lot of that right because i'm just trying to go with the flow and and really help draw more out of them and so i like to go back and listen Um, I actually just went back and listened to this week's episode, uh, which I hosted a woman by the name of Joy McAdams. She's in the marketing space, helping health practitioners to grow their practices. And man, she was just a plethora of, of good information, good content mindset. She's an Iron Man. Um, and, uh, and so that was phenomenal to listen to. Uh, she also wrote a piece for LinkedIn that was picked up by a lot of her local news stations in Texas about leading her family through quarantine. So it's been pretty, pretty cool to listen to that. So anyway, so biased to my own podcast, surprise, surprise. Um, my favorite podcast uh, has been for years, uh, probably will be forever, uh, and that's the Joe Rogan Experience. Um, Joe is a polarizing individual to some, Um, he's definitely you know rough and uh, maybe he's a little bit out there or liberal for some people thinking, I don't know Uh, but he is, hands down to me, he's the best podcast host that exists. Um, Spotify believed he was, he just picked up a hundred million dollar contract to exclusively move all of his content audio and video to Spotify. But what I love about Joe, the two things that I love most, and this is why that has become my favorite podcast, number one is he knows a lot of information. And so he never brings a guest in and is totally ignorant to the things that they're talking about. And he brings in people that are talking about Area 51 uh, 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 conspiracies, Area 51, I think that's it. Um, I'm not into that stuff, but, uh, or um, COVID, or keto like just any anybody like he just produces such great conversations he just had Elon Musk on for a second time recently it was phenomenal Um, so that's one of the main reasons the other reason that I love Rogan so much is because he is so considerate of other people that believe differently than he does he is kind for the most part to them he's considerate he listens he he's willing to give up his own position at times he's willing to learn change his opinion sometimes on the fly and in the moment i mean this is one of the most influential people in our day and he is just handling other people so well and i believe that that is one of the single greatest qualities we as human beings need to possess and most of us don't do a good job of it joe does a phenomenal job of it so that's the podcast i listen to most often uh, i do have a couple of other friends that are uh, lighting it up with great podcasts right now one is a podcast called oversharing and that is by my friend mikhail alfon uh, a-l-f-o-n is his last name and he's got great guests he runs a digital uh, Uh, Marketing agency uh, that does stuff for huge corporate brands as well as some small local brands Uh, But he just he produces such great content uh, on that podcast Uh, Another one I've mentioned before in the past a friend of mine Brittany Crystal uh, She has just a, a phenomenal podcast called Beyond Influential And she brings on some of the most powerful guests in business and in life And so she's doing great things. So she's another podcast that I regularly listen to. Uh, Dax Shepard has a wonderful podcast called The Armchair Expert. Can't recommend that one enough. Um, So there there, there are a lot of different podcasts that that I listen to, but it's Rogan's that I'm consistent with, and that's a podcast that's three hours long at times, and I don't miss them, uh, particularly when I'm interested in a guest. So, that's the podcast answer. That was a long answer for one stinking question. I got a lot more to go. Um, oh, this is a good one. So, somebody asked me, "What is the most challenging habit and discipline I have in my life that has produced the most fruit and why?" And so I love getting asked this question because typically when you're asked like what habit or discipline um uh you know has has made the most impact on your life, um, they're looking for monster things. They're looking for just like huge, like, what is a profound thing that you've done that's changed your life and yada, yada, yada. So I do have one of those, which I'm going to share. I actually haven't shared this before. I don't think ever, which I guess that's kind of cool. And then the other one is going to be something that you've heard me say before, but like, it's so simple. Anyway, so, um, uh, the two habits that 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 I'm super duper proud of so the first one is is quitting smoking and you're like well wait a minute like habit and I'm, yeah that's a change of habit and so i smoked uh on and off from about 15 to 28 uh, even 28 was a long time ago um I, I stopped a couple of times along the way but at my peak i was smoking like a pack of cigarettes a day maybe a pack and a half of cigarettes a day um The longest stint that I quit in between that time was six months. My mom bet me at one point that I couldn't quit smoking and she would give me 500 bucks if I could quit for six months. I quit cold turkey for six months. Like literally two days after the six months was over, I collected my $500 and I smoked again. Like I just had to prove to her that I could quit. Um, That sounds like a terrible son. Anyway, so uh, uh, finally at 28, I was starting to get into cycling and you know i was paying attention to my fitness again and uh it was just ridiculous for me to to be smoking and my wife smoked but she didn't smoke near as much as i did most of our friends smoked. and so one day i decided that i was just gonna quit and so i remember i had one cigarette left in my pack and think about this right mentality like this is a mindset that we all need to strive to adopt i, I almost said we need to adopt but we need to strive to adopt so We always say, when we're gonna start something new, I'm gonna do that Monday, or I'm gonna do that tomorrow. right? There's always like, it's a next. Like Let me get this last hurrah out of my system. Let me go on a binge or whatever. And if you wanna do that, that's fine. But for me, when I decided to quit smoking, I decided to quit smoking with one cigarette left in my pack. And I did that because I wanted to prove to myself that it wasn't about waiting until the next thing. That it was right now it was in the moment and so i remember that morning i got into my truck i had one cigarette left in the pack and i put that pack of cigarettes of cigarette uh, in the ashtray uh, in the truck and i left it there and i was committed to not smoking knowing i had an option with that one cigarette i could have gone and bought more but it was just like it was right there and i think that that cigarette stayed in that pack in my truck for like six months just to prove to myself that I couldn't that I that I I could overcome that. And so that I was so proud of that because cold turkey, no patch, no gum, like all that stuff can work, but at the end of the day if we want to adopt a habit, if we want to adopt a discipline, more than anything, we win by committing to do it and then doing it. Like all of the other things that can support and enable us uh, to overcome are good tools sometimes, but other times they're just excuses for us not wanting to commit our mind to doing something. So that was really, really big for me because what it taught me was uh, more than the fact that uh, my lungs are healthy and I don't have to worry about dying of lung cancer anymore, I don't think Um, but it taught me that I can commit to doing something and do it like I could commit mentally even with the obstacle still in front of me and I could accomplish it and so that was big for me to be able to do that and so my recommendation to you around habit setting before even get to my next one is commit if you believe in here and you've heard me say this before that you can overcome, that you can achieve, then you can, but you gotta believe it deep in here. If it just sounds like a good idea to quit smoking, you're probably not gonna quit smoking. That's why there's still people that smoke. Don't do it, but there's still people that do it. Anyway, so that that was a huge one for me, had lots of lasting impacts. It's funny, I've never shared that before, Um, but that was really impactful for me at 28, it was 14 years ago, and how that really set a trajectory for me moving forward in how I would create habit and discipline and and commit to them present day uh, the most powerful habit that I've set for myself is not hitting the snooze button you've heard me say this before but it is such a simple thing that um, that is often overlooked that's treated kind of as no big deal uh, and yet it is. I say this. Uh, it is the first opportunity we have every single day to win or lose, to pass or fail. Like you set an alarm, you 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 commit to getting up at a certain time in the morning, and then you the alarm goes off and you hit snooze. Like you just blown your first opportunity to succeed to. Achieve what you set out to do and that's just a bad way to start the day Not to mention all of the negative effects it has on your sleep by falling back asleep for seven minutes or 12 minutes or 19 minutes Like it's just not good for you physically But beyond that that was the single biggest present-day habit that I set and committed to even now in quarantine uh, I'm not getting up at five o'clock in the morning. And as a matter of fact, I am allowing myself to learn to get up on my own Uh, without an alarm. Um, And so, though I don't have the snooze button, what I'm committing to do now where the habit is shifting to some degree, and I may have to go back to an alarm at some point, uh, but what the habit is now shifting to is, when my body gets up, like when I wake up my eyes, and it's a reasonable time to get up, uh, I get up. I don't goof off in bed. I don't sit and watch or, you know, like Instagram or Facebook or whatever on my phone. Like I just get after it and I do it. So that's super duper big for me. And if you are a snooze buttoner, I cannot recommend enough for you to kill the snooze button. Like don't allow yourself to do it. It's just, it, it, it's just a bad habit that you're setting off from the get-go. If you set 16 alarms on your phone, like I've, I have people that do this and i know you i know you've done it set a bunch of alarms on their phone because they're going to miss the first one miss the second one, miss the third one, miss. one, come on i mean just set the damn alarm commit to it and get up you can do it so that's that's a big habit for me that i've been able to set for myself that ha- has been uh, super helpful as i continue to try and win the day and, and accomplish as much as i can uh, out of each and every day um, okay. So there were a couple of questions, um, around, um, oh, by the way, let me tag on to that. So, um, somebody asked, uh, how do you start a new habit? And I thought that was a great question, um, that I am going to defer. And here's why, um, James Clear in his book, Atomic Habits has the best practice for setting new habits the best practice for setting new habits. So, if you're listening to this right now, live, or you happen to listen to this clip, whether it's gonna be a clip, the whole thing, at some point, if you desire to set a new habit, you email ryan at ryanjamesmiller.com and I will send you a copy of Atomic Habits. No questions asked. I will send you a copy of Atomic Habits. The only thing I'm gonna ask of you is that you share with me the habit that you wanna to commit to and then I'm gonna check in on you at some point and see whether or not you actually set that set that habit and you're successful in achieving it. So uh, that, w- that was the last wrap uh, around habits. Okay, so I've had a lot of questions uh, around sales and marketing because I spend a lot of time building and developing sales strategy for companies. I'm still doing that quite a bit. I just landed a new client yesterday. We're gonna be uh, building out a sales playbook for the entire company. Uh, that each one of their sales producers is going to uh, have access to. We're gonna, uh, I'm going to develop for them an onboarding and training uh, process uh, so that they can go out and recruit new candidates. They're going to be expanding all across the country. Super exciting stuff. I'm also going to be doing ongoing coaching uh, for their team both in group and individual settings. So super exciting stuff. I'm really pumped. By the way that shows you that people are actually working and investing in quarantine. So don't believe the lie that everybody is shut down. Um, but anyway, so I do a lot with sales, a lot with marketing, uh, consulting, I'm coaching, uh, and I just have a lot of experience. I've had a lot of experience in, in sales. I continue to have to sell myself. And so people are often asking me like, what are you doing? And so somebody just popped in there, like sales and marketing, like just to talk about it a little bit. Somebody else asked, Um, how are you getting prospects to return a call or an email so you can progress to the next level? So I'm going to couple those together, um, and then maybe talk a little bit more about that. um, I don't know for the next 10 minutes, maybe. So let's talk about, let's talk about this some more sales and marketing, Uh, generally first. I want you, and I I think that uh, I did this a a few uh, authentic conversations back, but I want you to think about what you're doing in the first place. Like, why are you in the business you're in? Like, are you truly in it to help people? And do you have something that is helpful to people, valuable to people? If you can answer yes to those questions then you should be committed to to, to trying to move forward with them so uh, you have to have a deep-seated belief in what you're doing and you've got to get other people to believe in you that that's that is why you should be authentic that's why you should build a brand that's why you should consistently market yourself create content to be out there in the social world um, especially now in a time when you, you don't get to interact personally with people as much anymore so sales and marketing is more important it's it's always gonna be one of the most important things uh, in business maybe the most important thing in business um, it is always gonna be a necessity there's never gonna be a time when it's gonna be easy and as a matter of fact it's gonna get even more difficult Haha. so you got to be ready for that you just got to be you got to have a process in place you got to have a, a, a clear articulated unique value proposition like why do people want to work with you like it's so important uh, I think I'm gonna do a whole nother session on sales at some point here pretty soon but I don't want to give away too much I feel like I just keep giving all kinds of stuff away and then I can't charge anybody for anything anymore And then I'm gonna go broke that's a bad salesmanship so <laughs> um, so let me talk um, a, a little bit about uh, how Uh, how I am getting prospects to return my phone calls or emails. Okay. So when people typically ask me this question, it's because traditionally, uh, I'll give a couple of scenarios, but traditionally the first reason why people ask this question is because their deal is stuck in the middle of no man's land, right? Like you've had some sort of identification with that prospect. You have... Um, uh, engage with them to some degree, maybe a a conversation, maybe they've uh, opted into something that you've put out there, whatever. I'm still drinking coffee. It's 1130. Um, So you have to think about how you set the deal up in the first place. And what I ended up finding, I was on a one-on-one coaching call with one of my clients yesterday, and we were dissecting um, his last couple of sales conversations. And what I ended up finding with him is what I ended up finding with most salespeople that I coach, which is what I find with most entrepreneurs and business owners that are running businesses and trying to drive revenue is you do not set good expectations in your meetings. Like, do you let that prospect know during that conversation that there's going to be another conversation? Are you setting the next meeting ahead of time? Are you putting dates on information getting returned back to you if you need data? The answer is probably not. You get super excited because the meeting went well, you're happy with what what went down, and you're like, okay, talk to you soon. And then you get back to your office and then, or worse, uh, you're in the meeting, you're like, okay, great. So I'll send you an email, follow up later, and then we'll, we'll figure out a time to get back together. Right, you do that. I know you do that. and then. You
1: go back to your office, you send them a follow-up email and crickets. Just crickets.
0: And then you start sending the, hey, I'm just checking in email. Hey, I was just wondering emails. And you are just like dead in the water because you didn't set expectations ahead of time. You needed to articulate what you expected from them before you left in front of them when we are human to human eye to eye whether that's in person or right now if we were over a zoom call and i was looking at you when we are human to human it creates a much better opportunity for us to ask things of another human being and to be treated like a human being back but when we're relying on email and even phone calls at times to interact and transact we are screwed because Easy to just ignore an email. It's easy just to discount an email. So there's far too many challenges by not setting proper expectations ahead of time. The second thing is you haven't asked enough questions and identified enough opportunity in that conversation to get to the next conversation. Uh, So you kind of just sound like everybody else. It's just not that big of a deal to you or it doesn't sound like that big of a deal to them is what I should say. So what am I doing? So I'm just going to be super blunt with you about how I handle my opportunities. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to share with you my entire, my entire workflow. So, um, my marketing process is a variety of, um, uh, of areas, right? So I'm regularly pu- pushing content to LinkedIn, uh, to Instagram, to Facebook, to an email list, to a podcast, to YouTube, and then doing things like this. And I don't charge for this stuff. And frankly, I believe that there's a lot that I share even in these Friday conversations that I sh- I could charge for. And maybe I should charge for. Like, I'm not like, you could go find this somewhere else and maybe you could find it for free somewhere else. I just believe that it's valuable enough that I'm providing free consulting and coaching in a lot of these conversations. But I do this because I'm building awareness to an audience. I want people to know who I am. I want people to hear me regularly and consistently say the things that I value the most in the ways that I believe that we should desire to perform at the highest level, how we do that, how we sell, how we market, right? So, I'm building awareness and engagement. And then people reach out to me or I will present an opportunity for people to engage with me, a group coaching program. I'm getting ready to do another one pretty soon and you're going to hear this on here, not a sale for money, but an opt in to something next. So I have a process, right? I'm following a very specific process. I have it written down. It's on my computer. I know exactly the stage I am in with different pieces of my audience. Even you that are on this call. Like, you are in my system. I'm not spamming you. I'm not just driving you nuts with information, but you're in my system. You're in my ecosystem. And little by little, as you engage more, You will make a decision as to whether or not I can help you or I'll make an offer generally and you will decide whether or not it's good for you. Okay. So then you engage me, you reach out to me, people can book consultations on my calendar, pretty much free reign. I'll give anybody 30 minutes of my time, legitimately anybody 30 minutes of my time. My goal in that 30 minutes is to first try and solve their problem. If I cannot solve their problem in 30 minutes, then um, I will determine whether or not that could be a good client for me. And if so, then I will let them know that I think that we could do really well to work together. You're a good fit for this or you're a good fit for this or whatever it may be. Uh, and then they're like, oh, okay, so tell me more about that. And so this is where people begin to now hold back, right? They're like, okay, well, I'll send you some more information and I'll put something together. I just come right out and say it, right? So let's just say that you want to work with me in a one-on-one engagement. and So then we've had a discussion and I'm like, all right, great. So we work together one on one. And uh, I recommend that we go twice a month, Uh, even though a lot of people think they want weekly coaching. I say twice a month is probably better for most people to get going. Um, We have two scheduled calls, virtual via video, typically that that we work together on. You get unlimited access to me via phone, email, text. Uh, I'm here to support you at any time. I'll have as many conversations outside of those two engaged hours as I can possibly fit in if you need me, and that's 500 bucks a month. And you pay me at the beginning of the month, and it's month to month, so I'm not selling you on any contract. And then I say, so is that something that you'd be interested in moving forward with? Yes or no? And then if, if they tell me yes, then I say, okay, I'm gonna send you some information, and I'm gonna expect that you're going to engage in this way, by this time, set up, pay me ahead of time, and then we can schedule, right? So got a whole process for that. If they tell me no, uh, then I will say to them, okay, great. So based upon our conversation, sounded like you were interested in potentially working together. So what's, what's preventing you? It's typically a money thing. And then I will tell them, if you believe that all other things considered, we're a good fit to work together. And you, decide, you decided that that was too expensive for you. Then I want you to tell me what you think it's worth to you. And then we're going to have a discussion. Because I don't let finances be any barrier to, to, to me being able to help a potential client out. If they tell me they're going to get back to me later, which this one happens a lot, right? And I know you uh, have probably dealt with the same thing. Oops. So if they tell me I will get back to you later, unless... I really, really believe them, uh, and and I know that busyness could potentially get in their way. Though I may follow up with them a couple of times, but almost every single time that somebody says that to me, the next statement out of my mouth is, "I completely understand. I just want you to know that I've communicated everything to you to enable you to make a decision as to whether or not we should work together." And so at this point, it's now in your court. If you decide you want to work with me, then you can go ahead and reach back out to me. But you're not going to hear from me any further in pushing you to want to work with me. Not because I don't want more clients, but because I don't want to chase people around. And I believe I've communicated enough to them. And so if they don't see that value, if they don't hear that value, then that's on them. That's not on me. And so I don't chase prospects. I don't, I don't fight to worry about that type of stuff, if at all possible. And I don't think you should either. Go back and look at your process. Figure out the questions you're asking. Figure out the expectations you're setting. I would guarantee you, you probably do not have a good, clear, articulated sales process. And there's a lot that goes into that. But you should be able to watch that client move along until they know, or prospect move along until they're no longer a good prospect and you just drop them off or until you get to the finish line and you get to sell them, right? That should be it. And you should track that. Every single prospect should be tracked in the same way. You should have that process. Super duper important. If you don't, I do have a couple of other tools available to you. You can email me. I'll see what I can put together to help you out. But really most of that is what goes into me consulting or coaching uh, in a more uh, meaningful and engaged way. And I'm gonna charge for that. Um, uh, So, that's super important. Another thing that you, that you want to think about during this time, by the way, just as it relates to sales and marketing, what I have gathered from the environment that we're in is that yes, a couple of industries have been hit really, really hard. And I feel horrific for the travel industry, for hospitality, um, for businesses that have had to retail businesses that have had to shut down. But what you will find is, there are a lot of very strong industries still out there, the stock market showing that, Um, even just the way that people are spending in certain sectors is showing that. So, if you need to spend time prospecting right now, go after software and tech, go after healthcare. There's a lot to be said there. Even if you work in something like health insurance, which a lot of people that listen to my content are in that space, Yes, you're seeing deteriorating headcounts. That doesn't mean that there are not other prospecting opportunities out there. And as a matter of fact, your competition is probably leaving many of their clients to figure things out on their own. And so you need to be going harder than ever after building relationships with them, showing up for them, sharing with them the things that you can do for them right now and in the future. There's too much at stake. And you being able to help them get better outcomes. And the last part of that answer is what am I doing is if I wanna work with a prospect, if there is somebody that I absolutely wanna work with, I will find any means necessary to work with them. I will send them books, I will send them food, I will send them, damn, I'll, like if I really wanna work with a client, I will fly to them to meet them face-to-face. If I believe face-to-face is what it's gonna take, for me to convert that deal, and if it makes financial sense for me to do so, I will leave nothing to chance. I will do everything that I can with my effort and my output to commit to getting in front of and converting the clients that I want to work with. So I I I, I just I encourage you to do the same thing, fight for what you want. Do not take no for an answer. Do not take we're in this environment, so things are different for, for, for an excuse. Yes, it's the reality, but there's things that you can do differently. You can absolutely do things differently. Um, Okay, I'm just going to answer one more question here uh, because uh, everything else that I that I've been getting a lot is either similarly related to what I what I'm talking about now, or have talked about over the last few weeks. And so maybe somebody didn't pick up one of those. So go back and listen to one of the first nine authentic conversations. You can listen to plenty of podcasts. Um, but this last question, man, this one was like, this was, this was really hard for me to hear, especially because the person that submitted this question, um, I don't know them personally, uh, at least I don't think that I do. Um, and so the question was like, how do I achieve personal growth
1: while living with an addictive spouse? And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I don't know. I've never had to deal with that. Like sometimes I get questions from people, and I just I don't know where to go with that. And so I typically don't
0: read questions ahead of time. I happen to pop in very early. I think this is one of the first people that registered for this week. And so I thought about that for a little while and I thought about, first I thought about all of the current messaging out there um, around growth, habits, discipline, achievement, performance, all the things that everybody else says and all the things that I say. And the first thing that I thought about was, how have I potentially discouraged somebody like that? from pursuing and achieving their own personal growth. That's a really hard thing for me to think about because I always have intention to do the best I can for people, but I don't always think about the circumstances and situations that people are in. And I couldn't even begin to imagine the difficulty of just living with somebody that has given their life over to addiction. I I don't personally have that challenge in my life. I've never really had to deal with that challenge in my life. Um, One of my best friends uh, was an alcoholic for many years. He's been sober for over 10 years now. Um, But we were idiot kids for most of that period of time. So I, I was just trying to manage my own life. I really wasn't trying to grow a whole ton back then. So I just, I I really, I don't know, I, I almost don't know how to answer that question, but offer a little bit of encouragement and reinforcement in the midst of it. So one of the first things that comes to mind when I think about our desire and our need to continue to strive and grow, all the while we are regularly being depleted by other people around us and this person didn't say that exactly but i'm making some assumptions based upon the experiences of other people that i do know that have been in that situation and so one of the things that i would first encourage you if this is you or or you have a
1: similar situation is oftentimes we grow the most while pouring ourselves into other people. And if this is you,
0: you probably are saying a couple of things to that just very simple answer I
1: gave. One is, you're probably saying, look, idiot. I'm sick of dealing with it. It's a burden. I just want to focus on myself. I don't want to have to focus on other people all the time. And I understand. And the second thing that I would imagine that you would think when I would say something like that is everybody tells me that. And I know I grow through the challenges. But all I want is a flip and break to focus on me. So back to the first one. You absolutely need time to yourself you
0: absolutely need to find those moments to refresh to re-energize because eventually there's nothing left inside of us
1: and so we don't have anything to give and you've probably done nothing but give 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 and so my
0: encouragement to you would be to as often as you possibly can to find those little moments, to find joy
1: in the simple little things, the simplest of little things that you can. A book, a podcast, a video, (coughs) quiet time, a drive. I would also say, And I hope that this is not you, but along that same line is,
0: I hope you're not alone. Whether you have a bunch of friends or very few or none, there are people out there that want to encourage and support you and fill you up all the while you are depleting yourself for somebody else.
1: And so to that, my encouragement is to reach out. If you watch me
0: respond to your question, and this is you, call me, email me, text me. I will do anything I can to support your professional and personal growth all along the way. And as a matter of fact, because I know specifically who this is, or if if you are somebody specifically like this, you reach out to me and I won't ask anything of you and I will do everything I can to support your personal journey moving forward. Just let me know. And you can share as much or as little as you want about that. Back to the second thing that I said, which was, you constantly hear it, right? This is how you grow. This is how you grow. This
1: is how you grow in the midst of it, in the trial, in the fire. And all you want is a little bit of relief. It may not come. And this is just me being as brutally honest as I possibly can, because I just I want to be you this may be your life I mean if this is something that you're struggling with and this is your spouse you said
0: I think you said just your spouse and you're committed to that person for the rest of your life all the while they're living in whatever they are this may be it and so picking up on what I said earlier, but then in connection to that is you've got to find a way to find joy in the midst of this. You've got to find a way to seek out your own fulfillment, your own contentment, your own
1: growth. And again, connect with other people that do the same. Because far too often, and and this
0: is not addressing this to you because I actually wouldn't want to actually say this directly to you, but I guess I kind of am, is we always want it to be over. And I know the longer it goes, the more it feels
1: as though it should be over. And yet, not only is there no promise of that, but more importantly, everything that
0: you need to become the person that you ultimately want to become may be in the midst of it. Like the, the the unconditional love, the constant grace and mercy that you have to
1: pour out on that other person, putting up with whatever it is that you're putting up with. Like kudos to you. This is helping you and forging you to
0: become the best version of yourself and to become far better than so many of us that never have to deal with something like that. And this just doesn't work for you know, being in a relationship with an addictive spouse, though, though this is definitely one of the worst case scenarios. But this isn't too dissimilar. No, this is very, sim- uh, this is very different, but has some similarities to
1: working for a boss that's a monster being in a corporate environment that you just, you don't really love. Until you are called out of that, I believe that we have
0: a responsibility to do everything that we can to invest in that season. Because we will grow, we will develop.
1: Every single
0: hurt, heartache, tragedy that I've ever had in my life has better shaped me to be who I am today. I would not wish them on anyone. I don't want them again myself. I wish there would be no more, but they're coming.
1: And I guess, though I am not thankful for the hurt, I'm thankful for the growth in the midst of it all. So to you dealing
0: with this, I am so sorry. Thank you for asking the question, posing the question, and I hope that's helpful. Um, so as I wrap this week, Um, uh, this specific episode of authentic conversations but I hope that you have found over the last 10 weeks whether you've been on all of them part of them as a matter of fact if you listen to any any other bit of my content at all I hope that what you're hearing is is that it's so important for us to continue to invest in ourselves whether you are in the top 1% or you're in the bottom 1%, we have a whole lot of opportunity to continue to grow, to develop, to get better. And better doesn't even mean more performance. Better could be having more awareness of just how good we really have it. it, it, it better could be uh, being able to reinvest into other people and into other things. There's so much there. And so that's why I go back to things like, I love Joe Rogan because of the way he communicates and cares for and is considerate of other people and their situations and their point of views and their biases and his own. That's why I talk so much about habit and discipline and kicking the bad habits and fighting hard to kick the bad habits and focusing on good ones that support who we are and who we want to become. Because if we focus on that, on us, it's not selfish. This is the single best way that we can give to other people is by investing into ourselves and becoming the best version of ourselves. And that's what I wanna continue to help people do. Whether that's in an individual one-on-one coaching relationship, whether that's in a corporate environment, in a group coaching, whatever it may be, I just want to help everybody, as many people as I possibly can, to become the best versions of themselves so they can go produce all they want out of life. We work on professional, we work on personal, spiritual, it all coincides. It all collaborates with itself. And so that's what I hope you continue to hear as I address questions or I talk about a specific topic. It's just super duper important for me. And if you hear this and any of this has resonated with you, reach out to me. I always wanna find a way to work with anybody that feels like I can help them out and in the other way that I believe I can help out. And lastly, something super exciting, I just wanna put on your radar. I already talked about the fact that Authentic Conversations is gonna be moving to 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern time, uh, moving forward, but something way more fun, way cool. So as I have been writing uh, my book and uh, i have uh, along the way been thinking about who is going to uh, most resonate who's going to appreciate it i mean my mom's going to read it she's going to rave my wife's going to read it she's going to rave but i'm trying to think about out there you people that are listening my community my audience who is going to resonate most with it and how can i continue to take uh, that story and that application all throughout the book and continue to to encourage and invest into other people. So, um, be on the lookout because I am creating the foundations community. Pretty sure that's what it's gonna be called, foundations for sure, community, I think. No cost for people to opt in, and it's gonna give people an opportunity to share in a forum where these types of discussions and conversations and collaboration will exist on an ongoing basis. You will receive regular content from me, directly related to the things that I talk about on a regular basis, but more specifically for you. Gonna be doing more instructional content that you will have access to that other people don't, just as being a member of that community. So be on the lookout for that, that's coming soon. Not prepared to launch that just yet, but it will be ready within the next two weeks. So again, thank you guys so much for spending a Friday with me. Super duper thankful for you. If it's not Friday and you listen to this another day, thank you anyway. Hope you have just a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Continue to strive to be the best version of yourself because there's just no other way to live your life. Thank you so much.